0: This is Katie from MTL Katie, and you're listening to Under the Influencer. Okay, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 8 of Under the Influencer. I'm here today with the wonderful, talented Mariella Katz. Hello everyone!
1: <laughs> we are under such influence tonight. I know,
0: we're so under the influencer right now. Um, I'm so happy to have her on my podcast, and it was a big request from my, my all of my millions and millions of fans that said they wanted billions. billions I think I'm at billions, billions. now billions. uh that on Ella Cats here and if you didn't catch it last week was it last week or two mm, weeks ago I think already two weeks it's been two weeks yeah we did a little a quick little video on the friends or website talking about modern influencing and what that means today yes. influencer marketing today in the modern world so if you haven't checked that out go do it right now we'll wait Okay, good. Um, and so today we wanted to to focus a little bit more on you know talk about Ella, talk about what's behind Ella and, and Mariella. But you go by Ella, right? Yeah, either or. Either or yeah, it doesn't it doesn't bother you at all.
1: Whatever, whatever flows. Whatever flows.
0: I think Mariella is so beautiful. Oh, he's so sweet. you know, but Ella's cute too. But Mariella is just so like. I don't know, like exotic. Ooh, I uh, like it. Uh. So, yeah, we'll talk a little. I want to I want my uh, listeners to know who the heck are you. So can you talk about who Mariella Katz is and what Mariella Katz has built here in Montreal? Yes, of course.
1: So, my story begins, so I guess what a lot of people don't know, I'm first generation uh, immigrants here, so my parents, I'm Russian, I'm Bulgarian, so I'm half-half. Nice! I moved here when I was 10 years old, um, did you know, my schooling here, my, 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 I kind of grew up here, you know, I'm more Canadian than anything else today, uh, but I do come from that background. So, you know, my, my parents are, um, you know, my dad's an engineer, my mom's a nurse by profession, and uh, they, they never supported that entrepreneurship lifestyle sure. that I, I kind of started seeking in my early 20s. So what I was kind of lucky enough, so this is like a very big recap, right? Yeah. Um, so my mom moved back to Bulgaria when I was 18 and my dad moved back to Russia when I
0: was 21, I believe. Wow so that okay, kind so of you've been here kind of alone in the city yes wow since 21
1: yeah and yeah. what that did you know in a way I was so young when that happened but in another way because my parents you know they came to Canada so that they could they could be together because they were doing this whole long distance thing for okay. three years before so um, romantic yeah uh, well that didn't work out but <laughs> at least I tried at least I tried exactly um, and what that did when they left i kind of found myself being as independent as i used to be when i was a, when i was a child i think i was really raised to be independent are you an only child only child okay exactly so, you know, I started seeking my, my own adventures and my pursue what I truly wanted for myself. Although I knew that my parents would probably disagree. Mm. And, you know, um, you know, but, but my parents always wanted me to be a doctor, or a lawyer, or an accountant. Classic. Classic. Classic, yes. right? And there's nothing wrong with these professions. But again, that was really not me. I was really not good at any kind of none of these you know topics at school mm-hmm. and um what I was really good at and this is how my journey started when I was 16 years old I was really into makeup and beauty and you know as any teenager girl sure. I was just trying to to look cuter <laughs> Amen. with the
0: braces and all yes of <laughs> course exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> so you know I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and I had my first job back then you and know? what year
0: was this in? just to give a little context like 2016 was this so this like- is this is 11 years ago
1: Okay. And so, so I had my first job as a waitress. So I had a little bit of money that, you know, I didn't have to spend anywhere else except on whatever I wanted to spend it on. Sure. So I was watching all these YouTube videos. This is kind of at the wake of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one moment where I'm like, okay, well, I do think that I can do the same thing that these girls are doing and they're doing it in the US. Why can't I be doing this in Canada mm-hmm. or in Montreal? Right. Mm-hmm. So I asked my dad, hey, dad. This is my project. This is what I would start to would like to do. Would you help me out by buying me a camera? So my dad said, "Sure, okay, why not? Okay, here." So he bought me a video camera. You know, one of these like retro cameras that flips. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I started filming myself doing uh, makeup videos, makeup tutorials.
0: You know what's funny? Because I've only discovered you in the last maybe five years, and I would never have thought that because you think really I have, okay I've changed a lot yeah in terms of, I mean your makeup's gorgeous don't get me wrong but I never would have said that you would sit in front of a camera doing makeup tutorials yeah you
1: know? 100% and and my my interests have changed a Great, lot sure That's right. and but it's something that I knew from from that point on because a lot of my friends were like you're so into makeup and beauty you're my go-to person mm-hmm. why don't you pursue kind of your studies in that and I was sure. like It's a passion, but it will never be a job for me. And I knew that it was like deep in and I still didn't know what I wanted to do. But anyway, so continue filming my, my videos. And a few months later, I did this one one video that was kind of my big success. It was um, J.Lo on the
0: Floor. You remember <laughs> that video? J.Lo oh on God. the Floor. <laughs> yes, of course. Music, video, makeup. Okay, and we're going to have to play this music during this part just to, like, to get back into it. I love it. Yeah.
1: So that was the big success, the makeup. Uh, actually, it turned out amazing. It was really nice. Okay. It really looked like it. So it was a big hit, and from that video on, I became YouTube partner. Oh wow! So what that means is basically YouTube puts uh, advertising on sure. your videos, and
0: you make some sort of money.
1: And you make some sort of money, right? It's I mean we're talking about cents of cents. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But per views, or per engagement. It's per click. It's per oh, click it's on per the click. Ads. Okay, but that's how it used to be. Now maybe okay. it has changed. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, onto the advertising game on the, on YouTube. On before, YouTube, yeah, okay um so that was that that was kind of the launch and that kind of kicked off something else in me like oh i'm kind of being recognized and i was still 16 at the time right oh my god everyone in high school kind of started knowing that i was doing this Mm -hmm. it was a bit strange um yeah because
0: i mean okay was this just on youtube or you were using other social channels too
1: So it was just on
0: YouTube and there was
1: a Facebook page related to it, but the Facebook page was not that active. Okay, so this was
0: like YouTube? Mainly. Wow, okay. This is like the beginning.
1: And then okay, a few cool. videos later. So what was happening, I was very young. I was doing this in Canada. Mm-hmm. I was doing this at the same time as Michelle Phan started. Okay, you know yes, she of is, course. Yeah, 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 of course. She was in Toronto, so she, and she was a bit older than me. So it was very relatable to kind of what she was doing. She was much bigger, but yet quite small compared to what she is today. Um, so I had that example, continued doing my videos. Um And then my passion really for, for kind of that part. So for social media, for, you know, I had to, to learn photography because then I started to need to include product photography into my videos. So then I asked my dad, did you work with
0: brands through YouTube or was it, was it, yes, I did. did And and
1: I'll get to that after, you know, I asked my dad, dad, can you please invest into my project once again and buy me a camera because now I need to photograph these, uh, these products. I hustled Photoshop off of the internet (laughs) and uh, kind of learned it all by myself. Nice. So my mom would take my pictures when it would be on my face. I would do my own product photography. I would do my own editing. And that's kind of how it would come together.
0: Cool.
1: Then, yes, so then, yes, I did work with brands. So influencer marketing, known as today, Mm -hmm. um, was already starting. It was pretty big. Sure. Beauty brands were sending, you know products to a whole bunch of influencers. Yes, they were being... Ba- they were just not called influencers. They, yeah, were, yeah, they yeah. were
0: YouTubers. YouTubers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, okay. and
1: that's what it was, or bloggers. Yeah. Uh, that was the big thing. I worked with jewelry brands, makeup brands at the time. Um, and that was it, hair brands too. Nice. In my last video, which was my most popular video, I think it got 300,000 views. Holy mother. Was how to do... A messy high bun.
0: <laughs> kind and of, You can't see it right now, but she right. has it on right now. <laughs> I have it on. Was right. that on purpose? Because that's perfect. <laughs> and when was the last video? Like recently? No. Okay, no, no you recently, haven't done it this, this is in a while. like, so I'm six, uh, 17. Something. Okay, and you hadn't started it up afterwards. It just
1: kind no, of that was died it. there. And then I went to CJEP. Okay. My God, this is all before CJEP. Yeah, it's crazy. I know, it's crazy. I went to CGIP, so, you know, I was kind of really actively producing all this really into that, you know, digital world, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that I could see myself studying was something that was re- related to that. So mm-hmm. and, and and again, I'm bringing it back to my parents. They were kind of pushing me to study something yeah. a little bit more you were conservative.
0: At CGIP, what CGIP did you go to?
1: So, uh, let me get to that uh,
0: okay. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead okay I'll let you talk
1: and um, so from that point I started looking at all the CGFs everything that was out there and for the first time there was this program given that's called Interactive Media in Web TV oh and I was like well hello that's exactly what I'm doing right yeah. now so I jumped right into it, yeah. and it, it just so happened that it was the city that was the closest to where I lived, Perfect. which is called San ah, Gillojando in oui, La Salle. Oui, oui, oui. Okay. Right. So I went there, and from in there, that's that's kind of where I developed my passion for advertising. So I went to university for ad, to, for advertising, mm-hmm. and then for PR. Um, worked in an advertising agency, mm. learned all the good and all the bad, and then started Frenzer. So this is the big Wow, movie. okay. So Frenzer was started four years ago. Okay. We're about to celebrate our fourth anniversary this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I started when I was 23 years old. and in, in the wake of my 20s, um, learning business all by myself, I'm sole founder. Wow. I don't have a partner, which I think at, at first was hard, mm-hmm. but today I'm really grateful for it. Would well, you see down the road having a partner? No, you know? I mean... You never say never. Yeah. But for the moment, I think we're really, really good. It's all about building building the, the team, building mm-hmm. the brand, um, mm-hmm. and, of course, continue to offer an amazing service with social media.
0: Okay. So, yeah. No, that's amazing. I never would have thought any of that by... I don't well. The way that I know you is from Instagram, obviously, right. and uh, and are is obviously the thing that now you push, right? Because it's your baby and yeah. it's something that you've invested so much of in. Course. So can you tell me a little bit about what Frenzer is? Because I think it's easy to say, oh, an agency, but an agency nowadays can mean anything. Of course, and today, to be honest, everyone has an
1: agency. Everybody. And it's, and it's such a term that I, when I encounter people, I like you know, they, they ask me what I do and I tell them I have a social media agency, and they're like. But what does that even mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what an agency means is basically there's a team of people be, you know, in a space yeah. with a variety of skill sets doing one thing, right? Um, so our focus is social media, of okay. course, uh, for lifestyle brands. So what that means is that they're not corporate brands. They're mainly uh product oriented brands mainly again or service oriented okay um we work with canadian brands uh we've worked with international brands but of course proximity is always always a plus so we're based in montreal toronto we have a pop-up office in toronto our cfo's in toronto okay Um, our biggest clients are in toronto as well oh wow so we we do travel i travel my team travels to toronto quite a bit that's that so in in addition to the social media which you know is is strategy is content creation is community management so you know Think about your favorite brand on Instagram and Facebook and if you wanna to write to them something, great or negative, yeah, they answer, right? So sure. who, who who's answering? So we're the people answering and managing okay. all of that. Okay. Think about the pictures that your favorite brand posts online. So we're the we're the people kind of strategizing about it and taking those pictures, okay. right?
0: Okay, okay. And would you say that most big brands work with agencies? Yes. Yeah. Not
1: I would say not the biggest because okay. the biggest brands have Actually, an agency inside of them. So if, yeah, they created their about, own. Exactly. So if we think about um, Pepsi or Coca Cola and so on yeah. and so forth, they they most most often they have an agency inside already, so that they can take fully take care of uh, of their needs. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's, that's awesome. That. And
1: then, in addition to um, you know the social media services that we provide, um, you know, time has evolved. Mm. The digital space has evolved. Mm-hmm. Influencer marketing. Um, found its name right yes. <laughs> because it was there a long time ago yep. as, as we discussed yep. but it found its name it yep. found its um, its true purpose I guess yep. so we started offering that service about two years ago already so uh, influencer campaigns whether they're small one-on-one basis or if there are you know sometimes they're Um, They're provincial sometimes they're national sometimes Mm -hmm. they're uh, you know somewhere else international too so we do that and we also do PR events um, so that those are we call them influencer events so for a launch or a team party Mm -hmm. for a client of ours we basically invite um, the influencers and we gather the party and we organize the party for the client and that's it and from there that's it what are you talking about that's
0: so much that's huge so, yeah. do you touch at all any kind of, tradi- and I, I remember asking this, but do you touch any traditional marketing as well? Do you look at ad placements or uh, TV, radio, magazines? No, we don't. No, okay. Don't. So, you're digital solely? Strictly, and
1: and I would say social media solely. Okay. So, today we do offer a few other, you know, complimentary like Google services. ads? No. Nothing of that? Okay. Of that. So okay. We we do social media strictly. Um, and for the clients that are already, you know, our clients, so we we won't take external clients for that. We do offer uh, copywriting, so for Mailchimp, so okay. we actually built so graphic okay. design, copywriting, Mailchimp okay. building, really to entertain and continuously communicate with the community that they have. Okay, that's
0: the sole purpose. Okay, okay, and it, and again, I, uh, you know, you said that before, but influencer marketing newsletter yeah, MailChimp, all that it's all integrated within yeah, your social media 100%. campaign or strategy right 100%. you can't or it's hard you can but it's hard to have solely a whole marketing strategy based on influencer marketing or yes. based solely on newsletter yes. or based solely on social media yes. it has to communicate yeah. right there has to be some sort of integration yeah. um, which i find very interesting um okay wow that's a huge that's a huge deal and you and if you don't mind me asking how old are you now Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. So we're talking about I had like to think about it. nine years since this YouTuber became this CEO of her own company. Eleven years. Eleven. Oh God, this is beautiful. This is why I'm not an accountant. Um, Eleven years, which is it's just a huge feat. And then the fact that I, I, you know, you have to address it. The fact that you are a woman that he was able to do this by herself is again is a feat within and of itself um, so I think the first question that I want to that I want to jump into that I, that I noted, noted while you were talking but these agencies that are popping up mm. these influencers are these sole people who have gained or have garnered a following and now they're saying you know what quit my day job start this agency at doing for other people mm. do you find it a threat or do you see it as a threat or do you see it as an evolving maybe of what the industry is gonna look like in a couple years should we be threatened should like what does this mean for you
1: um, for me so now let's just make sure that everyone understands we're taking my position as an agency owner yes right, of course um, I've I've always stood very strong by by this and and I still stay very strong in this I don't look at competition okay so uh, a lot of people find it very odd. It's very rare that I will go out and look at what someone else, you know, director and direct competitor is doing.
0: Interesting. Because that's like number two on like the, what you should be doing when you start a company, 100%, right? 100%. Like it's just the, the thing that you learn, but okay. So tell me like and why. You know what? I, I have built
1: Frenzer with such a different structure today. Of course, we have integrated so many processes into it. But I have built Frenzer to be, and, and that's why I think we really stand out in today's market because we are different. Our way of thinking and approaching the traditional methodology of agency is, agencies is completely different. Okay. And the second that you start looking at what other people are doing, you start following and losing focus too. Lo- losing focus. So people can't see us right now, but we're sitting in our office. The office is still set up for a workshop, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about that. Agencies don't do workshops, nope. right? Nope. So I started doing these workshops uh, three years ago, mm. and I'll bring you back to that to that place in time. We were we you know we were operating for about a year. We were changing our pricing structure because it had to be changed. Sure. Simply because yes, we were inexpensive and we had to raise our prices so that we can just survive, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> You're in <And> old
0: Montreal. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we were that.
1: We, then we were at the end of Saint Laurent. So oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. we've upgraded <laughs> since. Okay, okay yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we changed our pricing structure and you know the the, the model and the the way that the packages were built. And that was something super scary because our clients, you know, I I didn't want them to say, okay, we're not going to do business with you anymore, or for new clients to be no, you have to justify expensive, right? Yeah, you have
0: to justify an increase in price. So, so that was so you know
1: that was one thing, and we justified that increase of price very well. This is not even you know not even to be talked about. That Mm -hmm. that's one one thing. But on the other hand, I was working a lot with startups and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, right? These solopreneurs? solopreneurs? Is that a word? A
0: hundred percent. Oh my God. I did not know that existed. Okay. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it.
1: Solopreneurs. Okay. And, and then with, with that increase, I, I knew right away that they wouldn't be able to afford our services sure. anymore. So I told myself, okay, I, I love, I genuinely love the startup space. Mm-hmm. How can I still be able to work with them without having to do this one-on-one consultation model where my time equals money, yeah. where I need to be there all the time. Okay. And if I'm out of you know, the office or whatever, basically there's nothing coming in. Yeah. Right? So I was like, there, I need to build a model where I can pass my knowledge uh, and an overall structure to these people for social media. And this is how it all started with social media. Um, my my big strength that I've always had is personal branding. Mm-hmm. Even from then, that's come that goes back to the YouTube days, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. So the first class that I built was on personal branding, and it was a workshop exactly like today. That I told myself I'm going to do this workshop, and at the time, and again, I think this is a lot of maybe ladies will relate to in the room. Mm-hmm. I, I was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And my partner was extremely not supportive because he had done that exercise of checking out and looking at what other agencies are doing. Right. And he's like, "There's no agency that's doing this yeah. model. Um, you shouldn't be doing this. No one's doing this. It's not going to work out." And I thought, you know, and it was a three-day fight about me wanting to do this workshop. And again, this is just my partner, right? not my partner in life, not, yeah, yeah, not you yeah, know,
0: my course. partner in business. in business. Thank God. Thank God.
1: Exactly. <laughs> So I told myself, no, I will do this workshop and I will prove you wrong because there is a need. I know my market more Mm. than you do. And again, it wasn't to prove him, but I really knew my market. Yeah. And there was a need in the market. Exactly. So I did this workshop. I remember I I launched it. I went out to Ikea, (laughs) all these chairs that you see right now, (laughs) including these, I have bought a loan. So these are about 40 chairs sitting here. I have bought a loan in IKEA in high heels. And it was impossible to carry. So I removed my high heels. And I was bare feet as Stop I am it. right now in IKEA. Yeah, <laughs> Brought all of this to me, And then I sat and I told myself... Okay, now we gotta sell tickets for yeah, this, no? right? <laughs> yeah, now people
0: gotta go, like gotta come.
1: And um, I remember the first ticket came through three days after the launch, which was scary. So there was like three days of like not knowing of if course. this model was gonna work. And then it sold out in a matter of a few days. Wow. Up to today, so we have hosted over seven hundred, even maybe more students, wow. unique students. Um, we teach a variety of workshops, personal branding, social media, influencer marketing, Mm -hmm. and content creation. Okay. And then we do um, sometimes different topics if there's any like MailChimp, like how to build your website or blog, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So see, this is, again, this is a long story to come back onto. uh, If when I see, you know, everyone appearing on the market as uh, I'm a social media expert or I'm an agency mm-hmm. I don't look at that because okay. at the end of the day my model my mind you know are is so unique yeah. that yes and you know what at the end of the day there's enough businesses okay for everyone to do social media for
0: everyone absolutely so, and I think that's, that's a really fun. healthy way to look at it too I yeah mean. that's really where I stand okay so you're more French because you learned French first yes but we're speaking English because... Because I'm funnier in English. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's just how it goes. I love it. So am I. Good. I have to think more in French. It's just not good. It's just not good. Okay, so yeah. So no, I think um, your whole attitude towards agencies and competition is really healthy. I think it's realistic, and I think that if you stay, if you if you know what you're doing and you're doing it well, it shouldn't matter what anybody else mm-hmm, is doing. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that, but just like, it's, it's hard when you see it coming up, right? When you see these people coming up and starting their agencies because they consider themselves the best, mm-hmm. or they can offer what the best is, and it's hard for a company to say, okay, now who do I choose, right? right. So, which leads me to my next question. What is your main method of gaining new clients, no, no secrets need to be divulged here—industry secrets or anything. But maybe, um, it, you know, is it more cold calling? Are you doing more it's personal a very relationships? Easy yeah. Answer for me. Okay. Um,
1: when we first started, mm-hmm. yeah. I approached a few key clients that you had maybe worked with in the past. No, not that even that. I I felt there was a fit with okay, which to be honest, are all clients to this day. So our first wow. clients. Our legacy clients, as we call them today, they're still with us. Wow. Um,
0: so your attention rate is high.
1: Yes. The, and and that's really it. We offer very high quality service. Um, you know, today the team is is very skilled. Mm-hmm. We offer a lot of services and there's oh what I what I say is we are a collaborative team, so And so so we can always collaborate with the client but also internally as well. So we can always realign. Okay. So if the client is changing, if Mm. they're moving, if they're rebranding, we can tweak everything in terms of the, their social media and you know,
0: you're re, you're very reactive.
1: Exactly. Which is so Very, very fast. So the first few clients I approached them and I approached them and this is no secret. If you're listening and this is maybe, you know, you're going towards that direction of maybe you're a freelancer in whatever field this, this really works for any field. Yeah. You know, I wrote to them and I told them, Hey, listen, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I took a look at your brand. I have a love and affection for your brand. Mm-hmm. and th- That was the truth. Yeah. Um, I took a look at what you're doing and I believe I can help you with this, 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 that. Very specific. Would love to chat. Yep. Let me know if you're open to it. Okay. And of course the answer was always yes, because I gave them all of their problems and I gave them all the solutions of how I would, you know, fix it. Wow. So this is how we got our first clients. And from there on to be honest I, we have been very lucky because people have seen the work we've done with other clients word of mouth word of
0: mouth it's the most successful way yeah, to get to 100%. grow your business and if it it speaks for itself if your clients are happy they'll keep talking it's the yeah. best kind of yeah, form yeah. of advertising exactly. right
1: Exactly so so that you know our website we do we do some some Google ads yes but that's something minimal yeah. and to be honest we are doing the full 360 Kay. you know we're doing our social media we're doing the Google ads we're doing some media placement, but okay. we're not going towards the like the TV and all of no, that. No, of course so, yeah. not. I
0: don't, I don't think it would make yeah. sense for your. For you your know, I do though. a lot
1: of speaking. Yeah. Um, on podcasts, <laughs> like this, like this, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, conferences mm-hmm. and and whatnot. I try to be still very active in the startup space. I really believe in supporting others, growing their projects, whatever they are, and you know to do the workshops as well that's an amazing way of of also connecting connecting yes uh building a network and a network always helps um you know i I remember my mom the first time that i told her that i'm doing these workshops she's like so you're going to be teaching your competitors to do exactly what you're doing and i'm like yeah well you know what yeah kind of kind of right um so Say so it's funny, but yes. And I
0: mean, not even your competitors, but your potential clients. You're but saying, hey, don't pay me to do this where you could do it yourself,
1: right? But you know, when there's a beauty of having it done by someone else. Of course. Because when you are doing it yourself, you're so analytical, you're so self-critical. Mm-hmm. Um everything becomes this huge reflection mm-hmm. and you're you're never sure if you're doing it right. Of course. Today, yes, our clients that you know are our recurring clients, they're they're more than welcome always to come to our workshops and to to learn. Um, but there's nothing that beats having
0: a full agency and a full team. Professional. Exactly. Especially because if you're working with startups or new companies, usually that person is very good at that, either right. that product or right. that service. Or, yeah. But they're not necessarily professionals at or yeah. advertising or getting that word out yeah. there, right? Yeah. So you're offering something that they yeah. necessarily don't have a, a specific skill in, yeah. which is good. Um, super interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. Okay, so I want to jump right in. Um, obviously, Influen- Under the Influencer talks a lot about influencer marketing in today's world. I thought, um, it, was, I thought it was about wine. I know, it's a little <laughs> bit about wine. I know, I should have. Now, unfortunately, I didn't bring any wine with me today because work. Um, so that sucks. Uh, um, next time time we're going to do we're doing this again for sure Um, but I want to talk a little bit you've had experience in working with different influencers through your agency but you are yourself an influencer as well Mm -hmm. you consider yourself an influencer as well which is really cool so you've seen kind of both sides of the medaille as we say in French um, which I think brings a very very interesting look at, right. at, at influencer marketing in general because um, I do consider myself an influencer but not as not as great or as big as as you are. So I like to get both sides of the middle.
1: Well, you have the billions, earlier. Really. What happened? Oh, right, right, billions. Oh, yeah, right,
0: right, right. I a billions of followers. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so um, today, in today's influencer marketing world, um, and uh, you had mentioned something that you really liked on one of my stories that I, right. I keep going back to and I want to yeah. talk a little bit about that because, yes, influencer marketing is about... Being online and using your social media to influence others Mm -hmm. sure 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 but it's also about what you do outside of it right Right. so there was this really interesting quote uh, quote 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 that four uh came out with that said your greatest asset is the life you live outside of this platform Mm -hmm. and you wrote to me saying I need to talk about that (laughs) which I thought was really interesting so what does that quote kind of mean to you and it's just basic form
1: yeah, so I see it in, you know, we'll talk about the everyday person, not just the influencer person, Okay. about the everyday person that has a job, has a family, mm-hmm. has, you know, an Instagram account, mm-hmm. does posts, whatever they are, stories, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. I have seen this behavior so much where there is a constant need of sharing every single thing, mm-hmm. having this fear of, I didn't post my audience is going to miss me um, my <laughs> yeah. followers are missing out yeah. I'm sorry guys I wasn't I, I was MIA <laughs> um, and you know and that oh, and I see this so often, yeah. so often. I see this with influencers too. But then again, it's we can understand it a little bit more because there there is yes a much bigger audience. Mm-hmm. But yet again, the everyday person has this need of saying, yeah. "Guys, sorry, I've been MIA." Yeah,
0: this really. this need to to tell their audience everything that they're doing at all mm-hmm. times.
1: So so now that brings me back, you know, first as a marketer but also as, as another everyday person too. Why? Why do we care? Yeah, you know right. why do we? Yeah. Why do, why do care? we genuinely care? Yes, we do have this voyeur aspect of of us. We all have it, sure, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But then, why do we feel this need to share every single thing? Yeah. Um. So this is really why I believe. Yes, in today's space and world, your greatest asset is everything that you haven't shared.
0: Because everything that you haven't. That you shared. haven't
1: shared. Because uh. everything you've shared is tweaked understood in a different way perceived in a different way you know um and it's out there it's out there for the public so now what else is left to you Mm -hmm. what what about your personal life what are you keeping to yourself you know the people that show their their houses in fully lives i have nothing against it Mm -hmm. i personally i mean I, i i do share Pieces, bits and pieces, but you would really have to puzzle it, puzzle it all in to, you know, make a bigger picture out of it. Of course. But again, showing your family, showing your house, showing every single aspect. You, the way you wake up until you go to bed. Mm-hmm. What about the day that you're fed up? Mm-hmm. What about the day that Instagram breaks and closes down? Oh,
0: jeez! Right. End of the world. That's what that is.
1: So that's really kind of my my thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I really think that in today's age, because everyone is sharing so much, mm-hmm. the people that are sharing less—I mean, that are still still active—at the end of the day, of I course. am a marketer. Of course, um, it is my it is my job. It is it is my livelihood. Mm-hmm. But um, I still believe that they're the more limitative with choice mm-hmm. and reflection we are with our shares mm-hmm. online. Uh, the more value we have for ourselves and i think in the longer term not today necessarily i think eventually that's gonna play
0: out you think eh? yeah it's it's interesting what you say there and it's and i think it's come up a lot it's not about how many times you post or the Mm. the the the, the frequency at which you post but it's the content and the quality of the content at which you're posting i i
1: agree at the same time the Quantity still matters. It does. It
0: does. Of course, it does. The numbers if we matter, can just right? Just think
1: about stories today. Mm-hmm. As I said earlier, everyone is storing, mm-hmm. right? So everyone is storing. So from these, let's say we're following five hundred people. Yeah these 500 people are storing if you skip on storing yourself for seven days Mm. well these whatever 500 people that also follow you well they have watched the 499 people Mm -hmm. before you therefore when you start reposting or posting again more or less well you're going to be the last one yeah so then you lose reviews followers etc etc the numbers
0: go down because we talked about that the numbers unfortunately it it's still extremely important mm. you know you have to consider those views and those likes and followers and and all that stuff so yeah okay so okay maybe it's not necessarily just quality or just quantity but finding that kind of mix between yeah, the two Yeah,
1: mix between the two but at the end of the day is a mix between the two for who yeah for who are you living off of your social media sure then it matters if yeah. you're not why do we care yeah. so much yeah right so there's this like and I think that's a societal so, thing society social mm-hmm. thing that you know it's like very often when people ask me for my Instagram and I give it and they're like whoa yeah
0: like, no it's, it's not whoa yeah
1: it's, it just is it just is and, and if the amount was lower it would be exactly just the same it makes me exactly who I am yeah you it haven't changed it makes me as
0: wordy as I am you know yeah it's all the same. Um, yeah, no, so these young kids that are growing up with it and that they're so. And that message that you're sharing of it's not that important and we don't have to live with our social media, is that being shared with them? Do you think that they know that?
1: Um, it, I really think it depends
0: on the parent thing. Yeah. I believe
1: you know, as a teenager, I grew up with it. I grew up with it mm-hmm. because again, I ended up doing that at 16 years as old. Yeah. You
0: are a very, yeah, you're an exception to that as well. I didn't start YouTube or Instagram till I was Sage at university. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and even before I started that, I, I had already built websites. Wow. Know, I was really yeah, in yeah, yeah. into the whole, into the whole thing, but.
0: And how was your self-esteem throughout all of that?
1: I remember it was low at times. Yeah, I remember it was low, and I think that's why I started watching these YouTube videos, right, mm-hmm. on how to look cuter, right. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, my mom was was not teaching me how to curl my hair because she was like, "You're way too young for this." Sure. So, I was like, "Okay, sure. well, I can I'll find it out I'll myself." Find out myself yeah. exactly, yeah. and maybe that's it's a negative thing because if you're not open with your kids they now you know the internet is open so They'll it's so it easy to find out by yourself yeah so i do feel like as you know new parents now we really need to be more open mm-hmm. with our kids yeah you know let them know what's out there in a way to explain to them also mm-hmm. you know what they can see on social media how how it's altered and how you know we kind of practiced this yesterday in the in the content creation workshop and everyone was like flabbergasted of you know and and i have i have the picture right here you would be amazed of how everything is so edited and and it's just really eh? small editing like edits on on pictures but it makes a whole bunch of difference between the reality and an altered version of you i'm just trying to find it if it's still in here and we'll I will post a link to it. Uh, is it on Instagram? No, it's not on Instagram. It's a before and after of a, of a picture. Oh, my God. This is you. Oh, wow. Eh? So look at the face. Look yeah. at the arm. And sure. I'm, I'm just showing Katie right now, like, a, a face tune. Yeah. Very quick, 10, ten yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before and after. Before and after. And it changes the whole reality. It's not yeah. the same person, mm-hmm. but it's,
0: you know... The Victoria Sacred version. It's the of, unattainable uh, or unrealistic yeah, exactly. model. And it's not that you made those no, it's not even unrealistic. You didn't make changes that are like, oh God, that girl, you yeah, can yeah, never yeah. look like 100%. that. But you're just making you look better. Right. Which is the which is the issue. Which is right. the issue. And I think that Instagram is taking a step, right, with hiding the likes yeah. and doing that. It's taking a step towards kind of reducing that cognitive dissonance that we have between you know, what we're seeing and what we are. Um, but yeah, I think education is, is probably the key thing.
1: Education, Kate, I think it's super important to have education uh, as early as possible. Right now in elementary schools, yeah. kids have iPads. <gasps>
0: have you ever thought it's of so... doing that? Um, no, huh. I have I think you should. <laughs> I think you scary. should definitely. Like, you're a conference speaker. You're, you're, you talk about just... Not the dangers, because I think that's what... It's not dangerous. It's not the dangers of social media, but the what the reality is. No reality. Just like, hey, guys, everything you're seeing is not necessarily... You know? Okay, I just found you another way to make uh, friends are big. Okay, so look into that. Look into <laughs> in elementary school. In elementary school, kids, and just get them on the right track when they're young. But, but you do yeah. know
1: I teach in college, right?
0: You do? I do. Oh, my God. Just add that to the list. What do you teach? Wasal? No. I teach at, um, I'm, I'm
1: starting to teach as of this fall at Tav College. Wow. So so I'm teaching a communication and networking class there. Wow. And I'm teaching at Champlain College. So I was teaching digital marketing. Okay. And this semester, fall semester, I'm teaching
0: uh, business. So wow. it's startup business, basically. That's fantastic. Yeah, so Congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. Is this a new thing you're doing, or you've been teaching for a while? I've
1: been teaching, well, through the workshops. Okay. And with Champlain, it's been already a moment. Okay. Um, but again, my students, they are... 16, 17. Wow. And for them, it's really interesting, I believe, to have a teacher that is that young in age that they can relate to because, mm-hmm. they yes, they follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I follow them back too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a really cool and modern interaction. Yeah, that is really interesting. Right? Um, but we also do touch and speak about all these things, you know, and I'm, I feel very privileged in a way to be able to, to teach them all these things that you know they don't necessarily, they didn't necessarily learn in traditional schooling per se. And, no, you and, wouldn't. And I'm doing the quote unquote. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't consider myself a traditional teacher, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what actually both colleges they reach out to me and they're like, listen, we're we're looking to find someone who thinks out of the box nice. and who can teach you know our students the way that it's
0: done in the field. Yeah. Right. And. You you won't get that Anywhere else No you won't yeah. So you heard it here first Sign up for classes At Champlain and Taff, And take some classes From What, is it, what do they call you Miss Cats Miss Cats Miss Cats I love that <laughs> Professor Cats No no Miss um, Cats From Ariella
1: That's Manny. so cool Um, But yeah So that's 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 kind of it. But I, I think our your audience is a little bit older than that. So yes, they tend to be.
0: They tend to or be. Send up for friends or they <laughs> tend to be you'd be surprised, you know, you'd be surprised who who's listening out there, yeah. right? Um, that's really interesting. Okay, well I mean that was insane. And I think I think it's so you have a lot of different facets and a lot of different skills that you've been able to utilize in different channels. Which is my kind of goal and that's always again with this podcast yes. it's always to just kind of never limit never put you we said this last uh, when we when we met on the pink couch a couple of weeks ago but never put all your eggs in one basket right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think you've aced that i think you really you've you've been able to to expand and do something like that so i learn a lot from you when it comes to that so i always like to end my podcast was kind of three easy tricks okay? okay and now i know that a lot of my influ- a lot of my listeners are influencers mm-hmm. or are in the industry and you're coming from the agency side what would you say are three and this comes up so many times and when questions that people want to ask you specifically right. too what are some three kind of easy or tricks maybe not easy but three things that people should follow to be able to work with agencies and brands and you must get this question a lot too but
1: yeah, I think there's uh, there's obviously different answers depending on oh, yeah. who you are, For depending sure. on your niche. Of course. Um, but the first the first step first is provide value mm-hmm. to your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever your niche is, whether it's beauty, lifestyle, whatever that is, provide value. Don't just post to post. Yep. Um, you know, I I want to be coming to your account because I know that every single day I can get an amazing value, an amazing tip from you. Yeah. Right. Uh, inspire me, educate me, give me something that I can take back. Number Beautiful. one. Number two, show me past collaborations. This is, I'm talking from the agency side. Yeah. You know, I want to see who else you've worked with. Yeah. The more you do, the more you get. It's true. Yeah. It, maybe it's not the best thing out there in the marketing space, but it's the reality. It's the if reality. If you are looking to get, you know, to work with brands and whatever that niche of brands is, whether it's fashion, whether it's beauty, Maybe it's low end, maybe it's high end. Mm-hmm. Start talking about these products already on your own. Yeah. You don't wait for a company to start approaching you. Start talking, give your own reviews, your honest reviews. This yeah. is what we're everyone is looking for at the end of yeah. the day. Providing authentic advice.
0: value. Right? And I, th- I think that one people don't know so much about. You yeah. know, it's do it yourself. Don't expect people to come exactly, to you. Exactly. Show that you can do it on your own. Um, you know, during
1: events or workshops, people tell be like, oh, "I'm just waiting for my first collaboration to yeah. come up," and and I always tell them, "Don't wait for what first collaboration for? To, for to come. Sure. Why are you waiting to get sent a free mascara be- until you review your top five mascaras? You yeah. can do it before. Of course, before. nothing's stopping you. Exactly. So, um, you know, beautiful. Do it. Do it on your own. And number three, while well, we we spoke about it, the numbers, yes, they're still important. So make sure your hashtag strategy is on point. That you post, mm-hmm. um, that you tag the brands you're working with or n- not working with, but you know Would talking like about to, maybe, exactly. yeah. Um, use their own hashtags. Find the niche hashtags, and if you want a little tip on that, I have an amazing. Uh, 22 minute video on that on the Friends or Facebook page. It's called The Art of Crafting Your Hashtags for Instagram. Oh my god, I'm gonna check that out. Yes, it's amazing. It's uh, it's it was done a while ago, mm-hmm. about a year or something ago, but it's still as valid today. Okay, nice. Um, and that's it.
0: Those are amazing tips. Yay. I love that, and I think that my or the listeners here will be able to get something out of that, which yes. is again my 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 whole objective as well. Super easy to activate. I love that. Oh by the way, I just set my creator account today. We talked we spoke about it two weeks ago and I went and I was like, Oh High man, five. I'm officially our creator account. There so that's that's very excited. I can't figure it out what there is much different about it except analytics. for my DMs. Analytics It's all analytics. DMs. Yeah. So I have to I have to take a look at that. But that's very cool. Um, so again, Frenzer. You can f- now do some plugs here. Frenzer.com is where you get all the information. Right? Exactly.
1: So there's for Friendsr. There's three outlets. There's the website if you want to know everything about you know the social media services that we provide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, if you're looking for a workshop, if you have a direct question, if you want to you know chat with me send an email through the franzer.com website it comes directly to me if not you can follow along on facebook.com slash there's videos on there uh, a lot of articles events that we do that's kind of the first place that we that we're gonna put them out and of course there's the Frenzer instagram as well at franzer where we post a lot of fun things behind the scenes photo shoots stories uh, dog videos. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Where is your dog? You don't bring him to work every day. I do not every single day, but she's not here today. Oh, I was Well, kind she of was here pudding. before, but because we were recording, oh, anyone I didn't want her to be jumping.
0: That's in a before. good point. I have, to, I have to lock mine in my room, so yeah. I get it. Yeah, they yeah. yeah. can be like.
1: That. Uh, and that's it. And if you want to follow me on a personal level yes. on Instagram, I am Ella Cats with two Zs. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn: Mariella Cats. Facebook: Mariella Cats official. So
0: official. Official. Oh, I love so that. That's, that's a cool. Okay. So that's really cool. So Yeah, because
1: my personal one was the Mariella cats and then I had to
0: Oh, you had to make like exactly the page one is oh, official. Okay. okay. The page
1: one is you know maybe you'll find the personal and the and the page and mm. you know the page is actually funner because that's where I post the tips. That's where I post the yeah more and about the, there's there's more things going on uh, yeah.
0: than your personal page, exactly. which is maybe d- more dog pictures, which is a good reason to follow you too. No, but
1: no. if you're a friend, you get that extra
0: bonus. <laughs> the of, extra bonus of content, you know, value content. I love it. Well, we'll yeah. post all the links and all the all seventeen of her places where you can find Ella Cats below in the description and uh thank you for joining me thank you so much katie under the influencer under the influencer